org. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeart Radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to 200-200. No, no, no. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Uh, I was sick on Thursday night and Friday. Anyway, it's your morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Thank you for uh, for hanging with Bruce on Friday and for tolerating me. I don't know what happened. Something got me. It's getting lots of people. Lots of people. I want to thank the Greenberg people for leaving garbage in the studio. Where that? Over there. Right? Yep. I can't even see it. No, I missed. Anyway, uh, I'll call these it's guys. Monday. How you doing? Uh, there are three things that I think you need to know. <laughs> How could you miss that? I can't see it. Anyway, uh, number one, this is awesome. The number two guy at the FBI got fired like within two days of getting his full retirement. At the age of 50. Like, oh, I feel so bad. Get out of here. Andrew McCabe, the Hillary lover, the Trump hater, the D. He, listen, he's part of the deep state. Uh, he was fired. The media is reporting it incorrectly, like com- totally incorrectly. They are claiming that uh, somehow Trump did it. Trump had nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. But we'll we'll get into that. Okay. Oh yes, we will. Um, the second thing that I think you need to know, uh, and this is uh, this is this is big. A uh, couple you know, local uh, college stuff. U of A. You got to love this. I mean, they have so many stupid programs and useless professors and dumb classes. Doesn't matter. They're raising tuition 2% on new students that are attending the school. Raising tuition 2%. Uh, ASU is not raising tuition, but a report has them paying $35 million for a new building in Washington, D.C. What? Yes, ASU East, basically. What? What? Oh, yeah. Uh, don't you love that? Couldn't they have not spent that 35 mil? And you, wait, wait till you get the details on that one. Holy smokes. This is just, this is ridiculous. This is nuts. Um, third thing that I think you need to know, this came out over the weekend as well. Uh, some officials, including the the sheriff's deputy that was a school resource officer, the guy that didn't go into the building, Scott Peterson, they wanted Nicholas Cruz, the shooter, forcibly committed in the year 2016. What? Yes, they did. They wanted him committed in 2016 because of all of the signs that he was showing that he was a danger to many people. And if he was committed, by the way, he would not have been allowed to actually get a firearm. Oh. All the signs are there, but you know what you want? You want gun control, gun control, gun control, gun control, gun control. That's what you want, gun control. All right. So uh, the the huge story is, of course, Andrew McKay being fired. Uh, if he was allowed to keep his job until Sunday, he would have been able to collect his, his pension. Right? That's what it comes down to. He would have had his pension. And... um. And I apologize if I'm sniffling. I still have a bit of a cold, but I feel a heck of a lot better than I did on on uh, Thursday during this show, Thursday night and Friday. Friday, I was a disaster. So, uh, hang on. Thank you. 
Well, did you hear that? You didn't hear that. I well, I heard it. You my heard headphones. it. Yeah, but not. It wasn't on the air. Anyway, Lucky I hope you. it wasn't. Lucky you. Uh, so, so anyway, yeah, McCabe was fired and he was not fired by Trump. He was fired by the head of the FBI, Chris Ray. He wasn't even fired by Jeff Sessions. His boss of the FBI fired him and it was recommended not by Trump. This is where it gets totally misreported. We can play a million sound bites from over the weekend where people were blaming "Ah, Trump being vindictive. Trump, this is right out of Russia, right out of Russia, Russian playbook. What the hell are they talking about? That Trump was celebrating. Don't get me wrong. We'll get to that in a second. But Andrew, McCra- Andrew McCabe was was fired because there were different different groups that said he should be fired. Jeff Sessions put out a statement. Quote, pursuant to Department Order 1202. Now, it says here that he did it. I, I could have sworn Chris Ray, though. Well, here's the thing. The FBI reports to the Department of Justice, which is headed by Jeff Sessions, pursuant to Department Order 1202, and based on the report of the Inspector General, the findings of the FBI Office of Professional Responsibility, and the recommendation of the department's senior career official, I have terminated the employment of Andrew McCabe effective immediately, Sessions said in a statement. He said McCabe had made unauthorized disclosure to the news media and lacked candor, meaning he lied, including under oath on multiple occasions. So he lied under oath on multiple occasions. He made leaks. Unauthorized disclosures means he leaked out information to the media. Sessions said the FBI expects every employee to adhere to the highest standards of honesty, integrity, and accountability. As the Office of Professional Responsibility stated, All FBI employees know that lacking candor, meaning lying under oath, results in dismissal and that our integrity is our brand. So, he was fired because the FBI Office of Professional Responsibility recommended it. Because of the report that's going to be coming out next month from the Inspector General. And the guy lied under oath. All this That's why he was fired. That's it. And Andrew McCabe put out a statement. If you missed it, he said, this attack on my credibility, I mean, it's not like it was just Trump or Sessions or Ray or anybody. It was, it was there was an investigation. This guy was in, under three separate investigations, by the way. Three what? separate investigations. I'll get to that. Yeah. This attack on my credibility is one of a larger effort, not just to slander me personally, but to taint the FBI. By the way, you tainted the... Like, every FBI rank-and-file guy should say, screw you, dude, you're the one that tainted us. But to taint the FBI, law enforcement, and intelligence professionals more generally. It's part of this administration's ongoing war on the FBI. No, it's the guys up top. I mean, you guys keep doing this. Anyway, and the efforts of the special counsel investigation, which continue to this day, their persistence in this campaign only highlights the importance of the special counsel's work. Now, this guy was going to get his full pension and retire and never have to work another day at the age of 50. Who can say that? You know, who can? People in Greece, which is why they're broke and everything else. I don't feel bad. Go get a job, brother. Um, now, on top of that, he also said, uh, Articles too numerous to count have leveled every sort of false, defamatory, and degrading allegation against us. 
The president's tweets have amplified and exacerbated it all. He called for my firing. So, can he not do that? He called for me to be stripped of my pension after more than 20 years of service. He was there 21 years. You Life's know what's crazy? Tough, I know. How long have you worked for this company, Ryan? 20 years as of Saturday. There you go. Imagine, you, you know, after next year, you get a full pension and you're done. And all along, we have said nothing, never wanting to distract from the mission of the FBI by addressing the lies told and repeated about us. No more. So he said he's never done anything to distract. He's leaking. He is lying under oath. He's doing all this stuff. All this stuff. And he's acting like, oh, woe is me. Oh, this is just terrible. You got caught, brother. Remember, his wife was running for state office in Virginia, of course, as a Democrat. And, it, and he was the one leading the uh, investigation against Hillary Clinton. And magically, Hillary's good friend, Terry McAuliffe, the governor of Virginia, one of his PACs, or his PAC, his super PAC, donated three quarters of a million dollars to his wife's state run, or state office run. Why do you think that happened? And she's still lost, by the way. Why do you think that happened? I mean, it's it's just, it's really sick going back and forth to hear this stuff and I mean, it's now, despite me telling you that stuff, right? Despite me telling you this, leave it to the media to call for Jeff Flake for perspective. Let them, let them call Jeff Flake. Jeff, you want to come on the show? You're a Republican that hates Trump. This will work perfectly. Come on, Jeff. Get in here. And give your take. Oh, and he did. Yes, yes, yes. Number 15. Jeff Flake. Uh, I forget which one. It might, I think it was Face the Nation. CBS. Anyway, listen to this. Here we go. Well, when the president said it was a, a great day for democracy yesterday, I think it was a horrible day for democracy. Horrible. To have firings like this happening at the top uh, mm. from the president and the attorney general um, does not speak well for what's going on. So yeah, um, it wasn't. He wasn't fired by the president, Jeff. I mean, why? Jeff's now like. So this is a terrible day for democracy. When Barack Obama gets caught spying on Fox News reporter James Rosen and AP reporters, Jeff Flake doesn't call it a horrible day for democracy. When Obama sends out Susan Rice to lie on five different Sunday shows as to why four Americans were killed in Benghazi. That's not a horrible day for democracy. When a guy is recommended to be fired by, and make sure I get this correct, the FBI, uh, it is the Office of Professional Responsibility. That's a horrible day for democracy. It goes to show how biased, and we knew how biased he was, but he is literally lying through his teeth. Uh, Can you look your grandkids in the eye, Jeff, and tell them you're doing the right thing? Wait, do you lie like that, Jeff? What a loser this guy is. You know what? We'll even hear from Tom, Tom Fitton. Judicial Watch has been all over this. We'll get the, When we get back, maybe Jeff will listen. He explains exactly Well, I did. I just explained to you, but you'll hear again why McCabe was fired. It's so obvious. And then Marco Rubio. I mean, the, the swamp is out there like trying to defend it. I mean, what, what a bunch of losers these guys are. Just, just a bunch of losers. We'll get to all that. Don't go anywhere. Get to the ASU story. So much to talk about. It is your morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis. We're back in uh, 4 KNST AM 790 Tucson's.
most stimulating talk. Talk. 629 on this Monday. 40 degrees outside right now. 70 for a high today. Going to be 84 on Wednesday. 88 Thursday. But then back to the 70s for Friday and then like a whole week after that. So that's just fantastic. Uh, Really quick. Let's play... Let's play uh, Tom Fitton. Number 16, Tom Fitton. He runs Judicial Watch, which is a phenomenal website. Great group of uh, patriots, great group of Americans that always try to expose jerks, right? That's what it comes down to, jerks. You're, you're, you have to go back to the beginning. Uh, number 16 on Fox and Friends over the weekend, why McCabe was fired. Here we go. You have both the Inspector General's Office of the Justice Department and the Office of Professional Responsibility both suggesting that uh, Mr. McCabe uh, gave false statements to their investigators, which not only would be a firing offense, but a potentially a federal crime, which leads to the other issues. Will he be prosecuted for lying to investigators the way that uh, General Flynn, who McCabe targeted, uh, was prosecuted for lying to FBI agents? Mm. And the impact. I mean, you hear, this is why, yeah, Je- Jeff Flake, Jeff Flake. This is terrible. This is terrible for democracy. I mean, we should totally let people that lie under oath leak stuff to the uh, the news media. That's great for democracy, isn't it? We should totally let that happen. Oh, yeah. All in, a, in, a, in an effort to just get out a guy they don't think should be president because he's not one of us. Oh, yeah. I'm Jeff Flake. Uh, really quick, let's do 17. Uh, why this was a big blow to the deep state. Here we go. I tell you, this is a, this is a big blow to the deep state efforts to target President Trump. Uh, McCabe now has been branded uh, by uh, the internal watchdogs of the agencies he's been a part of for 20 years <clears throat> as being less than candid. And that infects every investigation he's been involved with now. It infects the uh, Clinton email investigation, the Russia investigation, the FISA warrants, all of that now, the Flynn investigation, all of that is further compromised, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of reasons that they've been compromised today. Mm-hmm. And Trump celebrated this, by the way. He tweeted out Friday night late, because this happened Friday night, like at about 6 o'clock our time. Uh, so Trump tweeted out about 8 o'clock our time, Andrew McCabe fired in caps. A great day for the hardworking men and women of the FBI. A great day for democracy. Sanctimonious James Comey was his boss and made McCabe like look like a choir boy. He knew all about the lies and corruption going on at the highest levels of the FBI. He was number two. Okay, let's play one more. Let's play the um, the, the impact. Yeah, McCabe. Yes, uh, what, what the why this is big and what the FBI rank and file thinking. Here we go. But now the top, the number two guy at the FBI is a documented uh, liar, according to their yep. internal watchdogs, and that's why he's been fired. And I know why he. I can imagine he's upset about being called that sure. by his colleagues in the agencies there. Uh, but it is a it is a remarkable development, and it shows you just how compromised this FBI was by Comey's leadership. Mm-hmm. Comey put this person in. He was his, yeah. uh, you know, it was a, he was, uh, Comey, uh, McCabe was Comey's protege, and uh, Comey was in on a lot of the controversies that McCabe uh, was accused of over, over misconduct for. Yep, and by the way, really quick, this is another huge point that I need to make. McCabe claimed that he had permission to give out information to the media. He said that. He he put that out in a statement. He said he did. Now, 
James Comey said, was asked when he was under oath, were you the source of any information? No. Could anybody in your agency talk to the news media? He said, not without my permission. No, no, they could not. So either James Comey lied under oath, which could be, or, or, or you have Andrew McCabe uh, admitting that he broke the law. Either one, but they're screwed. We'll have more on that coming up. Don't worry about it. 634 on KNST, AIM 790. Coming back in about uh, six, you got to hear the latest uh, info about how, uh, once again, everybody dropped the ball about uh, when it came to this, this shooter down in Florida. Uh, authorities tried to get him. People recommended that he be forcibly, um, uh, well, in, involuntarily, involuntarily committed, forcibly committed. Wait till you hear why he wasn't and what happened. It's coming up at about six. Here's the latest right now from Fox. Teachers and wasteful classes and everything else. Why not just raise it 2%? That's cool. ASU, we'll have more on this at 710 with State Rep. Mark Fincham. We need more oversight. ASU, buy, why do they use taxpayer dollars? Is it taxpayer dollars? Spent $35 million bucks. It has to be. $35 million to buy a building two blocks from the White House to set up uh, an East Coast operations. What? Third thing. I think you need to know. We'll get into this. Some officials wanted the Florida shooter to be forcibly committed back in 2016. How did this not happen? What is going on? We'll get into it now. Three things I think you need to know. So there's a story from the Chicago Tribune that I saw. Uh, AP story, but they added to it. Documents now coming out. You know, you have all, the, the, all these the school walkouts. Oh, yeah. Oh, the school walkouts. By the way, do we have confirmation or not confirmation about tomorrow? Should uh, we wait? Should we wait? Just about. I haven't heard back yet this morning. They're, they're not open yet either. So No, so we should wait. We could have a pretty good interview at 940 tomorrow morning. I don't want to give it away. Just keep it at that. Anyway, and it's related to this. Um, so there are documents coming out now. Despite you have all these walkouts for gun control and gun this and gun that. Uh, again, the FBI blew it. They had this guy. Uh, the local authorities there had this guy. They could have done so much. There's actually laws on the books that would have let them legally take care of this guy and make sure he didn't have guns. And none of them, nobody did anything. So documents are now coming out. Why is this not coming out? You know, it's amazing. They'd rather talk to these students that put up the most hyperbolic statements you'd ever hear in your life uh, about guns and everything else. But now documents are showing officials were so concerned about the mental stability of this guy. Right? So concerned. They decided he should be forcibly committed. I love it. But here's the next sentence in the story. But the recommendation was never acted upon. You know what would actually make the recommendation have been acted? You know what would have made the recommendation actually be executed and go through? Gun control. Right? If you if you ban AR-15s, they would have realized we should act on this and forcibly um, commit this guy. Wouldn't it? That's what they're trying to say now. You need all kinds of gun control. Again, here's more evidence that people just literally blew it. 17 people dead, 17, 17 more wounded. It's ridiculous. A commitment under the law, it says, would have made it more difficult, if not impossible, for Nicholas Cruz to obtain a gun legally. AP got these documents. It shows school officials and a sheriff's deputy, the same one that didn't go into the building. That's Scott Peterson. They said in 20, September 2016, they recommended that this Nicholas Cruz be involuntarily committed for a mental evaluation. The documents also show 
Nicholas Cruz had written the word kill in a notebook. Told a classmate he wanted to buy a gun and use it. I mean, does that not make the light bulb go off? He also cut his arm, supposedly in anger because he broke it with his girlfriend. He told another student he drank gasoline and was throwing up. Remember, of course, you have the calls to the FBI. The two different tips. And they ignored those. The documents were provided by a psychological assessment service initiated by Cruz's mother. It's called the Henderson Behavioral Health, right? It's called Henderson Behavioral Health. And the documents show a high school resource officer, that's the one, Scott Peterson, and two school counselors recommend in September of 2016 that Cruz be committed for mental evaluation under Florida's Baker Act. The law is already there. Crystal clear. This is what it's, and by the way, because of all this, because they blew this and they did all this, now 18, 19, and 20 year olds can't buy a gun for self defense in the state of Florida. That was the law they passed. Can't get a handgun until you're 21, can't get a rifle until you're 21. The Baker Act allows for involuntary commitment for mental health for at least three days. At least three days. Um, now, such an involuntary commitment would also have been a high obstacle, if not a complete barrier, it says here to legally obtaining a firearm like the AR-15 that he used. There's no evidence he ever was committed. The school resource officer recommended Cruz be, quote, Baker acted. They literally said it. We need to Baker act this kid. David S. Weinstein, a former federal prosecutor, said that an involuntary commitment would have been a, a huge red flag if he attempted to buy a firearm legally. If he had lied, hopefully the verification of the form would have pulled up the commitment paperwork. So they had all of all of the checks in place. Everything was there. It should have been it should have been the system should have worked perfectly, except for the human error. And it looks like there was, of course, lots of human error. And the documents don't say why Cruz was not committed under the Baker Act. Or whether he may not have qualified for other reasons. Nothing like that. Um, in these documents, the uh, in the Henderson Behavioral Health documents, his mother is quoted as saying she had fresh concerns about her son's mental state. He punched holes in a wall at their home. So she's like, I don't know what's going on with him. So clinicians at Henderson from that, that center went to his home for interviews. He admitted punching the wall, but he said he did so because he broke up with his girlfriend. And he admitted cutting his arm with a pencil sharpener. After a September 28th, 2016 interview, the documents say Cruz reports that he cuts his arms. He cut his arm three or four weeks ago, and it's the only time he's ever cut. He states he's okay. He was just lonely. He broke up with his girlfriend. His grades fell. He said he's now better. He's no longer lonely, and his grades have gone back up. And he, he told the clinician he only owned a pellet gun and was not capable of doing serious harm to anyone. Sounds like a nut, right? Like a psycho, like a psychopath. The documents show, of course, he was very much on the radar screen of mental health professionals and the Broward County school system, but there was really nothing done other than these evaluations. Right? Nothing was done. And it's not clear from the documents who who the recommendation was forwarded to or why it was not followed up. So we don't know anything about that. What we do know is that, again, they were like, Five dozen balls dropped here and 17 people. How would you feel uh, if uh, you read this? 
a month after you bury your child, right? A month after you bury your child, you, you, just, you just read all of these things about people just not doing what they were supposed to do. It's terrible. And yet, all you hear, of course, is gun control. Gun control, gun control, gun control. That's, that's it. Nothing else. Even this morning, um, you have these, uh, you have these kids, these young people, and they were on uh, CBS's early morning show, right? They were there. The girl with the crew cut, the David Hogg, uh, these two, they're just, they're just everywhere. Do you think anybody at CBS actually asked about this? That hey, they knew about them. They knew what was going on. They knew what was happening. Uh, no, of course not. Why would they ever do anything like that? Uh, as a matter of fact, I want you to hear, throw me up over there if you don't mind, Ryan. This is, let's just hear what Emma Gonzalez, the crew cut girl, uh, what she said. Uh, just listen to this. I just want to point out, as a young woman, I, it always feels like you're living in a war zone. There's, there's nothing oh. that you can't be oblivious to walking around in the world. No, Emma. So as a, apparently as a woman, it feels like you're always living in a war zone. Should we call our wives and ask them that? Good question. I think they would disagree. I mean, this is... Uh, Does he even know what a war zone is? No. I can call my brother. He could tell us. No. Uh, again, they don't ask any of the actual real questions, do they? The post-9-11 generation, listen. right? Uh, you really put into context what you as students experience. How has that impacted you, even before... Uh, that that deadly shooting. How has that impacted you on a day-to-day basis? I I think on a day-to-day basis, the fact that we even have to talk about having active shooter drills, it's distracting from our school life. It's distracting from us just being, trying to be American. Has this kid even gone to school? American kids and live our own lives because we're turning our schools into war zones. And when we add guns there, I think we're just going to make it even worse. Even after we included all this new legislation, we required training for all these teachers. We required psychological uh, checks to make sure that they're okay. And we made sure that they were well-trained and had background checks. Why not just do that for every single person? And it, again, wouldn't stop anything. Notice he doesn't even bring up, man, this story over the weekend that I saw that they had this guy, they could have committed him and could have saved everybody. He doesn't bring that up. It's just so obvious. Matter of fact, we'll come back in about four minutes. Uh, there was walkouts in the south side of Chicago, just like there were across the country. Guess what the students in the south side of Chicago did when they walked out? You think they honored the uh, 17 victims? Oh, no, 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 no. That's coming up. KNSTAM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus IHAR radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's CASH to 200-200. Yes, yes, yes. Hello, 707. It is your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis. KNSTAM 792 Sons. Most stimulating talk. Now, there are three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, Andrew McCabe fired, recommended to be fired by, and, and again, this is a big, 
big, big deal. When the OPR, Office of Professional Responsibility, says you should be fired because you've lied under oath, it's a big deal. That's why it happened. It wasn't Trump and the media will make you think with all the reporting, Trump did it because he's trying to stop Mueller and Trump this. Bunch of dopes. Bunch of dishonest dopes. Uh, Second thing I think you need to know is uh, U of A is raising tuition 2% on all incoming students. ASU is freezing it but adding fees. And at the same time, ASU is spending a lot of money to set up an East Coast operations. Wait, 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 what, $35 million to buy a building two blocks from the White House? Why is ASU two blocks from the White House? That's not where Arizona is. We'll talk to State Rep. Mark Finchman in just a second about that. Third thing I think you need to know is that uh, now documents are coming out and the media is like literally hiding it. They're not reporting it, that the shooter in Florida was recommended to be Uh, well, committed, forcibly committed by the school resource officer, the same guy that didn't go into the the school building to try to take down the shooter. He recommended, along with school officials, that he be forcibly um, committed in September of 2016 and it most likely would have stopped him from ever being able to legally buy a gun. Nobody knows why he wasn't committed, but everybody was saying, you got to do it. How How many more examples of failure do you need Right, But you know what the answer is, of course, gun control. Gun control. We'll get to what Doug Ducey wants to hear in the news. Doug Ducey, oh, God. Uh, so we have that. Three things I think you need to know. Now, let's get back to the uh, this story about uh, universities and tuition, because if you if you forgot, State Rep. Mark Fincham, uh, is, uh, he's in, he wants to, int- I, don't, I can't really, there's all these legal jargon things, right? He's introducing a bill or he wants to get support for the bill. I think that's what it is. He wants to get support for the bill uh, that would oversee the Arizona Board of Regents. Uh, and instead of just uh, because they they just let the universities do whatever the hell they want, it seems like. And we he wants basically one one group to oversee each university, NAU, U of A, ASU, and make them accountable, more accountable for what they do. Because this spending and this whole stuff, this is just out of control, out of control. And State Rep. Mark Fincham joins us now from I ten somewhere. How you doing, Mark? I'm good, Garrett. How are you this morning? I'm doing all right, man. I'm fired up. I I you know this story. Uh, about I, ASU, what the heck? Thirty-five million dollars they're spending on this. I think they're purposely trying to make me have a stroke. <laughs> they're trying to get rid of you. They're putting a hit on you. I, I guess, kind of oh the indirect God. thing. Yeah. So I know that ASU has had uh, an East Coast office for a while, which I, I you know, the, the constitutional charge of the university system is to offer a university education to Arizona kids for as nearly free as possible. That's what it says in our Constitution. Yep. And I, I the this is not a matter of, of education, quite frankly. The bill that you referenced is a bill that I had talked to you about a while back. Uh, it was not heard in the House. We found a vehicle uh, in order to have it heard over the Senate. It will be heard this morning sometime between 9 and 9.30. So if people want to want to see what's going on, they can. Uh, there's an access point uh, on local television. They can actually watch the hearing. Uh, but essentially what it does is it restructures the Arizona Board of Regents, who is supposed to be the regulatory oversight board for all the universities. Now, I, I, I was stunned as as I usually am when I start looking into various aspects of the state budget, they receive, ABOR, 
which is Arizona Border Regions, receives uh, roughly $2.5 million in general fund uh, funding for operations for oversight of the universities. Well, I also come to find out that they receive roughly $13.5 million from the universities themselves for services. What? Okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm trying to understand why an organization that is supposed to be providing regulatory oversight of a state agency, which is what universities are essentially, needs to have $15, $16 million and a full-time equivalent headcount of 30 to 40 people. I, I, that just that boggles my mind. And when I first introduced a, a version of this bill last year, my phone rang off the hook of people in support of reining in the universities, reining in university foundations. Uh, this whole, you want to talk about a swamp, this is a swamp. This is part of Arizona's swamp, uh, where money that could be going for meeting our first mission, which is what I referenced earlier, if the university foundation wants to raise money to push down the cost of tuition, good on them. But some of the things that they have done, which when we first, for example, university leasing, the university buys a piece of land or has a piece of land given to them, they kick everybody out, they build competitive businesses, they give them a tax exemption, and they reap all the money. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, well, hold on. You're not supposed to be in private enterprise. You're supposed to be delivering an education. Well, let me, let, me, hang on, let, me, let me stop you right there real quick, because again, yeah, I saw reports that the building was bought by University Realty LLC with help yeah. from a $35 million tax-exempt bond sponsored yeah. by the city of Tempe, and University yeah. Re- Realty was part of a program that was uh, created to make money for ASU right. in 2016 called ASU Enterprise Partners. Right. And they still come, by the way, ASU still comes back to us every year and wants more money from the general fund. Oh, my. And, like, well, and, and they still make their own money. What are you doing with the money you're already taking? Yes. And why are so, they paying? I mean, this makes money. Like you said, you're making news. Why are they paying the group of people that are supposed to regulate them? That right there is a conflict of interest. Well, the people who are regulating them are demanding payment. It's not as though they're giving it voluntarily. What? And what are they yeah. using? Any, do you have any idea? Again, I know you're trying to figure this out. Any idea what they're using the money for? This is 40 people, right, at the Arizona Border of uh, Regents? 40 people? Sir, uh, regulatory oversight. That, I mean, we look at, uh, for example, some of the happenstances. We had the big university bonding bill a couple years ago. Uh, in order to try and help uh, build buildings, we were told that, we're, well, we need to sell the build buildings so that we can provide the services and, and move to market the things that have been invented here at the universities. Well, I disagree with that, but I went along with it uh, just because they, they are showing an opportunity for Arizona education to benefit from it. Well, okay, but then they turn around. I, the city of Tempe is raising money for another city. That doesn't make sense. No, yeah. Wait, wait, again, so, what, what, is up, what is up with that? Well, I, I think that it's a lack of regulatory oversight. And that's one of the reasons that I have uh, asked uh, Senator Gail Griffin uh, to hear uh, and for Senator Judy Burgess to carry uh, a restructuring bill. Essentially what would happen, the, the bill would put elected officials 
in as a layer of uh, responsive authority, if you will, mm-hmm. and it's leadership. We're talking about the governor, uh, Speaker of the House, President of the Senate, the majority leaders, and the minority leaders. I think the min- it's important that the minority has a voice at the table, which they, they don't really at this point. But instead of having a bureaucratic leadership team, we have elected officials who are truly accountable to the people. That's the first step. And then you referenced earlier uh, pushing the the actual regulatory oversight closer to the universities. Uh, and one of the things that we've got to prohibit is this chummy relationship. Oh, come on up to the president's skybox and we'll wine you and dine you. Mm-hmm. Okay, regulators, uh-uh. That is unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. Their job is to ask the tough questions. What are you doing with the money? How are you performing academically? What are the things that you're supposed to be doing? How close are you coming to meeting your primary mission? And I just am not convinced. In fact, I haven't been convinced since I arrived at Capitol four years ago that ABOR is doing what they're supposed to be doing. And then, of course, we have the... I mean... The, the executive director threatened to sue the legislature if we didn't pass the bonding program. I'm sorry, wait a minute. The legislature is the appropriating authority. We're the ones that are charged with caring for every single dollar that pay, taxpayers pay to the government. You're going to sue us because we're doing our job? Really? It's it's so, ridiculous, Mark. And by the way, Mark Fincham, State Rep. Mark Fincham is who you're listening to on KNST AM 790. Um, there's just so much. It's like the wild, wild west. And I'm not all for regulation, but it seems like people are getting uh, compromised. Let's just put it well, that this, way. This is actually the good kind of regulation. This is a regulation that we're supposed to Yes, be we're looking out for taxpayers. This is regulating a state organization. Yes, the this government. Isn't regulating taxpayers. It's regulating the government. This Which is, is reining government in yes. to do what it was originally told to do. So, well, well look at people this. People want to chime in on yeah. this. Yeah. Um, I urge them to call the Arizona Senate. Uh, if you go to azledge.gov, that's L-E-G, or azleg.gov, click on Senate, and you'll see a list of members. It gives their phone numbers. Um, I, I just. People got to know what's going on. They need to call the Senate and let them know this is unacceptable. It is. And, and hang on, hang on a second. So we don't know really how much the whole cost was because the building was per- bought by ASU's revenue generator they created. They created an LLC called University Realty. And you, when you were on right. the show with me in studio, you talked about how that they did that. And they were buying up privately owned businesses and privately owned land for university purposes, which then really kind of screws over the state of Arizona, because they don't pay tax because it's owned by the university. They're tax-exempt, but if it was owned by a, if these, these businesses were owned privately, they'd be paying into the tax system for Arizona. So they'd well, pay into K-12. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't go as far as to say what? that it's screwing the, tax, the state of Arizona. I would well, say that it's not, that it's not getting teachers more money. coming off the tax roll yes. that would be paying property tax. Exactly. That goes into public schools. Exactly. That goes into paying for public safety. I mean, those are we use property tax in this state to pay for the vast majority of our services. Well, and that's the, so. This this building was bought by University. It says here Realty LLC with help from a thirty five million dollar tax exempt bond. So we don't know how much the university actually paid 
along with the $35 million they received in a tax-exempt bond. Right. So, by the way, the city of Tempe put up their own taxpayers' money. They took out a bond so they could, so ASU could buy a building in Washington, D.C. Again, do Tempe taxpayers know that their tax dollars are being used to help buy a building in Washington, D.C.? Uh, that's Probably not. how it seems. Yeah, that's how it seems. That's, 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 that's pretty crazy. Now, again, and, and what is the beginning? It says, what you know, the Michael Crow said... Being in the nation's capital means ASU is better positioned to contribute our ideas, energy, research, and talents to solving some of the biggest challenges facing our nation and the world. Isn't ASU's purpose, it. yeah, isn't ASU's purpose, like you said, supposed to be giving a college education to Arizona students at the cheapest price? Oh, see, this is what happens. You have, you have the government listening in. That or uh, he's driving through the nice dead spot in between Tucson and Phoenix. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's let's go back. Okay, hang on. All right, Mark. Sorry, I, my question was again: shouldn't they do? Shouldn't they? The job be to to make sure they provide the cheapest education possible for Arizona students. Yeah. Well, that's their constitutional charge. I mean, the thing that drives me nuts about this is this is the same guy, Michael Crow, who told was was celebrating was giddy about the fact that ASU is 17th in the nation when it comes to ranked universities. I've got to believe that the folks in Washington, D.C. know where Arizona is. They know that Arizona State University has a lot of really cool stuff going on. I I think it's absolutely absurd to assert that we have to have an office next door to the White House in order to be there so that we can contribute our ideas. They're called telephones. <laughs> email 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 uh, you could even do face-to-face communications you have webex you have all kinds of things well, you could send people on a plane if you need but i mean this is crazy a, that, that's right it's and by the way they have all this really cool technology called skype and those things yeah so it's a heck of a lot cheaper to maintain the offices and the structures here in arizona delivering education to our kids than it is to have a quote presence in the nation's capital i mean this is this is absolutely absurd, yeah. and I go right back to the Board of Regents does not have a handle on managing the, the franchise, if you will, the business that has become higher education in the state of Arizona. I think it's absolutely out of control. Yeah. The bill that I, prof- I have proposed, and we didn't go into this lightly. I mean, we worked on this thing now for two years, tried to install some checks and balances that are not there today. We have basically stripped the budget off of these folks, pushed the money back to the universities, telling the university presidents and their staff, you are going to be held accountable for your business performances or your business outcomes and for your academic performance. We want to know on both sides of the ledger, where is this going? Are you meeting your your primary mission of delivering a quality education as nearly free as possible? And then what are we doing besides that to help pay for it? I think it's, it's criminal that we are, are charging kids fees to replace money that is going off. The other thing that drives me nuts is these are 501c3, the foundations are 501c3 outfits that are paying staff of the 501c3 huge six-figure salaries. Wouldn't that money be better put to use for, I don't know, paying for education instead? It would, but when you have friends you want to hook up, apparently, this is like corrupt Washington, D.C. right here. It's just more government. Well, it's 
program after yeah. program after sweet contract. It just the system needs a huge overhaul. So again, real quick, uh, are you get you're getting support? More support is building up. More people coming on your side saying, "Yes, yeah, something needs to be done. We like your bill." Oh, we've had a lot of people on our side. The the uh, the chairman of the education committee held the bill and said, "Well, I think we need to have another stakeholder meeting after two years of stakeholder meeting." Jeez. I said, "Well, who would you invite?" Well, ASU and U of A, so they could speak up. It's like, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. They're the ones being regulated. <laughs> they don't get a seat at the table. So what happened? So did you, did you finally, you know, obviously you're getting more well, support, I've, right? Like I said, I found a vehicle a bill uh, over a bill that wasn't going to be used um, that essentially was passed out of the House, went over to the Senate. Um, we found a different solution, a regulatory solution that was a lot more uh, friendly. So we've got a bill that we can use. It's called a striker. It's a strike everything amendment where we take one bill and simply put it into another. We let the Senate figure out what they want to do, and then it comes back to the House either for hearing or concurrence. So, I mean, it's one of those parliamentary procedures that we can still get the bill heard. And I'm, I'm so thankful to Senator Gail Griffin and to Senator Judy Burgess. Uh, I think they recognize need for uh, changing the oversight of our university system. Well, if anything and happens, man, you, again, you got you got to let me know. If anything happens today that's uh, interesting, that uh, well, that is newsworthy, please let me know. I just let folks know if they go to azleg.gov and click on Senate, they'll see a list of members. They just need to pick up the phone and call folks and say, look, we, we are demanding greater oversight of the university system beyond what uh, ABOR is doing today. What, what they're doing is just outrageous. Uh, real quick, uh, since I have you on the phone, uh, Doug Ducey, it's like keeping it kind of close to his vest. All of a sudden, there's this big push to do all kinds of gun control or make things harder. As, you know, not, none of what's good, you know, what Doug Ducey is being pressured to do or what he thinks he needs to do would, would have stopped the shooter. And again, we find out that uh, going back to September 2016, there were a school resource officer, other school counselors wanted this guy uh, forcibly uh, committed. It would have stopped him from buying a gun in the future, most likely. Um, so, again, it's nothing to do with gun, gun control. Everybody just seemed to drop the ball in Florida. Um, so, one, what do you, if you're hearing anything, what do you think about anything that Doug Ducey may do uh, in response to this? And, two, in a story I saw from Capital uh, Times, Senator Lupe Contreras, Democrat from Avondale. You ever deal with Lupe? Yeah, I, knew, I know Lupe. Lupe said he wants to make sure the final decision on whether to put a police officer in schools left the districts, not mandated by state. Uh, and then there's uh, Isela Blanc, Democrat Tempe. You ever Isela? Deal with Isela? She oh, said, oh, she sits right next to me oh, on the floor. She said the students do not want to see more guns on school campuses or yeah, even in the hands of police officers. Genius. You, you really want me to unload on that? I'll give you I'll give you thirty seconds if you want because we're running late, but sure. Okay, I think uh, so. First of all, where do you begin building relationships? You begin building relationships at school, and when uh, Representative Blanc said that on the floor, I was stunned that she she says the kids are afraid of police officers, so they shouldn't be in the schools. Interesting. We're going to wait until something goes wrong, and then we're going to call police officers. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me after being in the business for 20 i was on the job for 21 years and every single time i was a witness a guy with a pen and a pad taking down information i was a professional witness so as far as what what the governor
law is only going to be as good as the, the competency level of the people who are enforcing it. And what we saw in Florida is a great study on why I believe that we need to have uh, a, a joint legislative hearing on violence and what triggers it. You can write law after law after law after law, but if you don't understand the root cause of what is triggering violence, you will ne- all you will ever do is pass legislation that is feel-good stuff that doesn't get to root cause. This is like throwing things against the wall and hoping something will stick. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of that. I think it makes a lot more sense to talk to, to, talk to psychologists, to talk to the psychiatric community, find out what are those things that are root cause that are causing our kids to kill. What if that it's just what if it's just bad people? I mean, I mean, look at it. How how many school shootings have there been? I mean, it's been it, it's in the teens, right? In well, the teens. one would say too many. I I, I agree, too, too many. many. I agree, but we have three hundred twenty million one people. So, but here's the thing: should we put more of an emphasis on because if people are whacked, people are whacked. They knew this guy was nuts. They just all dropped the ball. So, shouldn't we say, look, we could discover this all we want, analyze it, but if someone's bad, someone's bad. We have to have the capability to defend ourselves from someone that's bad. Well, I think that's why I want to go to root cause. If we understand what the root cause is, if, if we as a community go after violence and what's caused, I mean, look at domestic violence. That happens every single day. Yeah, That's not getting the attention it deserves. Okay, so what, is the tr- what are the triggers? What is the root cause of domestic assault? But you think, but here's what the is- thing, do you, do you think that government's going to be able to actually stop that? I mean, this, this kid was just flat out nuts. Everybody said he was nuts for years. And you could discover well, it all you want, but nobody had the ability to protect themselves when a nut job goes crazy. Well, I, again, I go back to this guy. I think you made the point very well earlier. This guy was called out as mentally unstable and needed to be evaluated. Yeah. And nobody had the chutzpah to go in and say, ah, this guy needs to be taken off the streets for a three-day evaluation. Even when the competent law enforcement officers were making the recommendation on what they were observing. Yep. Whoever had the whoever was quarterback in that didn't have the testicular fortitude to do his job. You're right. Well, that, that, and that's what needs it's to about happen. It, it, yeah, thank you. And by the way, you appropriated my culture by using the word chutzpah, but it's okay. I'll let that I one go. I just I threw, I threw that in there just for <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Listen, all right. Uh, all right. Stay in touch with me. Let me know. Call me later or text me or something. Let me know if something big happens today, okay? I appreciate it, man. All right. Very good, sir. Thank, thank you. you. That's a state rep, Mark Fincham. Uh, thank you so much for the time this morning. We're going to take a break and continue on KNST. Excuse me, rented lips here. I'm the first one that's um, mental this morning. It's only It's only Monday. But it's okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. But anyway, you're the first person that I've heard mention anything about anybody wanting Tim to be committed. Mm -hmm. Um, But from the very beginning, nobody's mentioned, because it's always all about the children, that look at all these people that failed this kid who was screaming and crying out for help. I mean, this kid didn't have to get to this point. I am not a bleeding heart who wants him to get off. I think he deserves a death penalty. But the sad thing is, is that nobody cared enough to do anything, starting with his parents before they died. There was more than one school involved in this because, I mean, the kid hasn't been in high school for the last seven or eight years, you know? Well, no, he was was in high school. He was 19 years old. He was in high school as of a couple of years ago. He was there. that's what I'm saying. But this all started, like, you know, 
10 years, years ago. ago. This going 10 so years was, ago. You're right. Yeah. So it was more than one school. Yes. So it was more than one school. It was the whole school district. Then it was the police department yeah. and the sheriff's department. Where was family and children's services and all of this? Well, I don't know. I don't even know what they have and, in Florida. I have, I have no idea. Yeah, you know what? I don't know. I've lived in several states, and I don't know any community or any state that doesn't have some type of a youth mental facility. I mean, I don't. I mean, you hear all of these stories about the intrusions of where family and children's services and social services and the government try to butt in on what you're doing with your kids. But nobody cared enough to do anything with this kid. That's a great point. Yeah, hey, listen. I mean, you're, 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 no, nobody's uh, bringing that up again. Yeah, I think was he nuts? Yes, he was nuts. But you're right. Absolutely. He, the fact that he wrote. I mean, he he obviously you you have a that is you are you are very insightful, Linda. Very insightful because well, I mean, if you go hang on if called, you if you go back on his own and nobody's reporting. Yeah, any you're of right. This. You're right. And nobody's, if you, if you go back, hang on a second for me. If you go back to the comment he made on YouTube where he said, "I want right. to be a school killer." And he put it under his own name. You're right. That is someone crying out, I'm in trouble. I can't control myself. Somebody come get me. And the right. FBI didn't do it. That was the first time. And then everybody's warning him. And he's, you know, he's, he's a little nuts. So he's going to deny it and make excuses. But he really is crying out for help. It's, it's a right. great point. And, and yet all these people in the media, irresponsible as hell, putting out these, these dumb kids pushing gun control that don't even know what the hell they're doing. Or maybe they do and they're just nuts. They're continuing to go with this gun control. Nothing would have changed this. They had every, every, um, everything was in place to protect people. Yeah, and, and then they dropped the ball a million and times. And they dropped the ball. Yeah. Linda, yeah. it's a great, it's a great it's call. It's sad for him. You're right. It's very sad. Thank you so much, Linda. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's a great call. Again, um, this story, I'll put it on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it. Um, one of the school counselors recommended or was the school resource officer? He recommended Cruz be quote Baker acted, which again would have allowed him to be would have allowed they would have forcibly committed him. The Baker Act allows for involuntary commitment for mental health examination for at least three days. They wanted it to happen. It was all there. He he was crying out for help. He is troubled. He was troubled. He was cutting his arms. He was punching walls. He was writing gun. I'm writing kill. I want to get a gun. I want to use it. I want to shoot you. I'll kill you. He was crying. And nothing was done. But gun control is going to solve everything, right? It's, it's such a crime. It's such a crime. Um, we'll have more on this, more on the uh, the ASU thing, because I got some great emails on that. And you could comment, man. I mean, uh, people predicting what is going to happen with this ASU building uh, in D.C., two blocks from the White House. Uh, it's, and it's, it's going to be the East Coast operations. We'll get to that as well. Don't go anywhere. It's your morning ritual. With me, Gary Lewis, KNST AIM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's LUCK to 200-200. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's 8.09. It's Monday. It's March 19th. How are you doing? It is a phenomenal Monday, is it not? The sun is shining. It's beautiful out there. You know, I almost miss, by the way, Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Now, here's the thing. Um, here's the thing. I almost get mad. I love driving in, and it's pitch black, and it's black, really pitch black for a while because I feel like I get a jump on everybody. Do you feel the same way? 
You know, you, you listen to this show, you feel like you get informed, you get entertained, you have like a jump start on the day. When it starts to get bright out early, and it's starting to, it's, it's getting there now, right? It's getting there now. It's almost like, man, I just, I want it to stay the same way. I want it to stay the same way. But we're getting there, okay? We're getting there. Anyway, um, now, there are three things I think you need to know. Number one. Number one. Uh, Andrew McCabe, the number two guy at the FBI, Trump hater, Hillary lover. I mean, his wife was shilling for Hillary. You know, he's, I'll get into this, under three different, he was under three different investigations. The Hatch Act. He was uh, campaigning for a candidate using his office. Anyway, using his government job. Uh, anyway, he was fired Friday night. Because uh, if he made it till Sunday, he would have collected his pension. They fired him, and it wasn't Trump making the decisions. It was actually recommended by officials at the FBI because he lied under oath and leaked out information to the media. Oh, I mean, hello, but the media saying Trump did this, and he's vindictive. And I mean, what a bunch of dishonest creeps. Dishonest creeps. We'll have more on that. Second thing that I think you need to know uh, is that uh, ASU... And this is a crazy story. And we had Mark Fincham on State Road, Mark Fincham, to talk about this. Colleges in Arizona, according to the state constitution, are to provide the cheapest price, the cheapest in-state tuition, the cheapest tuition overall, the almost free. They want to make it as free, college as free as possible for kids in Arizona, for people in Arizona. Yet all they do is spend, 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 spend. ASU, we don't know how much tax dollars they've spent. But they bought by their company they created, University Realty LLC, with the help of a $35 million tax exempt bond from the city of Tempe, they bought a building two blocks from the White House. They want to set up an East Coast Operations Center. What? That's not why they're here. That's not why they're in business. They're not in business to go expand to the East Coast. They created University Realty, ASU did, to create money for them, revenue, generate revenue for ASU. They're buying property. They're doing all this stuff. And the city of Tempe, they are uh, basically having their taxpayers subsidize a building for ASU in Washington, D.C. What is it? All this could be go to, in, back into the education system to lower the actual price of college, whatever. Third thing I think you need to know, and I'll put this on my Facebook page. Uh, some officials are now saying, they're now saying uh, in Florida, that, hey, get, going back to September 2016, documents show that the school resource officer, Scott Peterson, that wouldn't go in the school, he recommended, along with school counselors, that Nicholas Cruz be Baker acted, be forcibly committed in September of 2016. Nobody did anything, and nobody knows why nothing was done. But they said, going back to September 2016, he should have been committed. Uh, but gun control will stop it, right? Three things I think you need to know. So we have all that. All right, let's, uh, I, I love these kinds of stories too. I know we've been talking about a lot of serious stuff and we always do and it's very entertaining and we go there and stuff like that. Uh, however, there's some other stuff that, uh, that you need to hear as well. And uh, this, this is just beautiful. Uh, Matt Damon, you probably are like me and you just can't stand Matt Damon. And, and Ryan's like, why are you going to talk about this? Because I find it funny. I hope you do too. You think it's a waste? No, Matt- I just... These dummies. I know, but he's actually, but at least he's doing it. Let's give him credit. Matt Damon is moving his entire family to Australia because of President Trump. You mean now he can afford to move? Because of, 
Because of the tax cuts? Yeah, oh, yeah. What's going on? I just wonder if he realizes that Australia is even more tough on illegal immigrants than we are. They actually kick them all out. They find them. You are not coming. They, remember we did an interview uh, with an Australian guy who became an American citizen. He wanted out of Australia. Um, oh, God, he's an author. He's been even Trump tweeted about him. He's a, he's a great guy. Did it when I was in, in Washington, D.C. a couple of years ago at the at the fair event. And he said that we haven't had an illegal immigrant hit our country in over a year. Imagine that. And Matt Damon, story in the New York Post, moving his whole family to Australia because of Trump. Yeah, again, at least he's actually following through. How many celebrities have said we're out of here if he wins and they don't leave? At least Matt Damon's doing something. Now, he every movie he's had over the... Wait, when is he, when was the last hit movie he had? The Bourne? Uh, I think he did uh, The Martian. That was like Was that last. a hit? I think it did was. Did it make money? It was definitely a hit book. Mm. I don't know if the movie did that well, though. I mean, how many Bournes did he got, though? I like the first one. The second one's okay. After that, it's like, whatever. Just just enough. Enough. Uh, a a top, zookeeper? A top, oh, that, that, that bombed. The other one where he was, uh, you know, to try to save the planet, the people voluntary, volunteering to shrink themselves to be uh, tiny, tiny, tiny things. Oh, uh, downsizing. Yes. He wanted the people to save the planet. People are shrinking themselves. They don't use as many resources. Yeah, that way. Yeah, everybody wants to see that. Anyway, they do. it says here, Matt Damon's taking his family to Australia. Top Hollywood source told page six because he's fed up with President Trump. But the star's rep insists he is not leaving the U.S. permanently. He's uh, Matt's telling friends and colleagues in Hollywood he's leaving the mo- He's moving the family to Australia for a year uh, because the activist disagrees with Trump's policies. Just a year. A second source. Close to Matt Damon told Page Six of the New York Post his plan was to go to Australia for around three months with his family, depending on his filming schedule, but the move wouldn't be permanent. Apparently they bought a home next to the guy that was Thor. Whoever that guy is. Uh, dang it. Right? Uh, Chris Hemsworth. There you go. Chris Thank Hemsworth. A uh, Damon spokeswoman told the AP while Damon had visited Australia a lot recently, he had not bought a home there. But apparently they are, the Daily Telegraph said he did. He was buying a home in Byron Bay. Byron Bay. Uh, anyway, Matt Damon hates Trump. He told The Hollywood Reporter last September. Trump's response to the white nationalist riots in Charlottesville was absolutely abhorrent. And of course, he supported Hillary. Uh, nothing for Matt Damon on Hillary claiming that uh, white women are stupid and only will listen to their husbands and things like that. I don't know why he won't talk about that. <sighs> anyway, and my mom, why did it take Matt Damon so long to leave? I don't know. Why is he taking Rosie O'Donnell with him? Uh, or Joy Behar? Uh, or anybody on The View? Because she would have to buy more than one seat on the plane, and he would have to tell her that news, oh and she gosh. might like destroy him. What, is that not? She has her own plane. Maybe. Is there enough? No, I'm not going to say. Don't. <laughs> she's not going anywhere. Why she's, not? What? She's crazy. Well, we know that. But no, no, no. By the way, Hillary, speaking of Hillary, um, she apparently wrote a big, long Facebook post to try to clear up her saying, you know, do we have the Hillary sound bites? Can we play those from last week? Real quick? If you missed it, Hillary, these are these are unbelievable sound bites. Hillary going after white women. Um uh no no yes 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 go to go to the first one here we go let's no 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 
Oh, wait, wait, yeah, yeah, do, do 129, do 129. Uh, Hillary, why she lost, she's in India, listen to this, here we go. If you look at the map of the United States, there's all that red in the middle where yes. Trump won. I win the coasts, I win, you know, Illinois and Minnesota, places like that. But what the map doesn't show you is that I won the places that represent two-thirds of America's gross domestic product. Yeah. So I won the places oh, that... Yeah are optimistic, diverse, diverse dynamic, dynamic, moving forward. forward, and his whole campaign, Make America Great Again, was looking backwards. You know, you didn't like black people getting rights, you don't like women, you know, getting jobs, you don't want to, you know, see that Indian American succeeding more than you are. Whatever your problem is, I'm going to solve it. Did you just hear that? Did that just actually happen? And then she talked about the white women. You white women are stupid. Listen, Democrats, uh, going back to my husband and even before, but just in recent times, going back to Bill and, and, and uh, our candidates and then President Obama, have been losing the white vote, including white women. Uh, we do not do well with white men, and we don't do well with married white women. No. Um, and part of that is a, an identification with the Republican Party, uh, and a, uh, a, a sort of ongoing pressure uh, to uh, vote yes. the way that your husband, your boss, uh, your son, whoever, uh, believes you should. Hey, where are the white women at? At the Trump rallies. Uh, anyway. Listening to their husbands. Exactly. <laughs> that never happens. Hey, where are the white women at? In the kitchen. Anyway. No, well, whatever. What's, I don't what's listen. Wrong with that? Ryan and I are in the kitchen more than our wives, so we can say those things. We're those people. Uh, <laughs> Where are they really at? On the couch yeah. watching TV, telling us what to do. <laughs> <laughs> don't overcook my steak. <clears throat> Saying, telling us to get him a beer. Anyway, uh, so this this is this is just great. Hillary wrote on her Facebook page. I was she's addressing this. I was asked about women, specifically white women, the majority of whom have not voted for Democrats in recent history. I did better with them than previous Democratic nominees, really, but still lost them overall to a candidate who relies on scare tactics, everything. So she can't apologize. I also mentioned something in passing that's gotten a lot of negative attention, that there is anecdotal evidence and some research to suggest that women are unfortunately more swayed by men than the other way around. You know, if Hillary would have listened to her campaign manager, who was a man, to go to Wisconsin, maybe she would have... Oh, yeah. Anyway... Maybe I'm just not going to listen to you because my my gender. I'm anyway, glad. she writes, as much as I hate the possibility and hate saying it, it's not that crazy when you think about our ongoing struggle to reach gender balance, even within the same household. I did not realize how hard it would hit many who heard it. She didn't realize that when she said things like white women only listen to their husbands and uh, Trump supporters don't want black people to have rights and jobs and things like that. Wait, what? Really? I understand how some of what I said upset people and can be misinterpreted. Uh, go back to the last soundbite toward the end when she said it about the uh, the black people, if you don't mind. No, 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 no. Go to go to the go to the other one, the one before this. Yes, I understand how some of what I said upset people and can be misinterpreted. Here we go. And his whole campaign, "Make America Great Again," was looking backwards. 
you know, you didn't like black people getting rights, you don't like women, you know, getting jobs, you don't want to, you know, see that Indian American succeeding more than you are, whatever hmm. your problem is, I'm going to solve it. How was that misinterpreted? How did I take that the wrong way? That that was like the dumbest thing ever. And even Democrats are, they realize the Clintons have lost all their credibility and powers. So they're just attacking her. All right, she's an idiot. She needs to shut up, blah, blah, blah. I understand, she writes, how some of what I said upset people and can be misinterpreted. I meant no disrespect to any individual or group. Hey, where are the white women at? Except for them and, you know, the Trump supporters. And I want to look to the future as much as anybody. Just go away. Go away. So that's her apology. Sorry you didn't understand what I was saying. You're too stupid. You probably didn't understand it because your husband explained it to you incorrectly since you can't think for yourself. That's what she said. Not like what I said was way out of line. No, there's actually data to back up that white women are just dumb as hell because they only want to listen to their husbands and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So to those upset or offended by what I said last week, she writes, I hope this explanation helps to explain the point I was trying to make. Just when you thought Hillary couldn't stick her foot any further into her mouth, farther down the you-know-what, she did. Well, she has a pretty big mouth, so. You haven't seen it? Shame, Monica. Anyway, um... But I just said she's not Monica. All righty. On that note, the maturity of this show is just, uh, it's off the charts, isn't it? It's off the charts. If you want to comment about uh, Matt Damon or Hillary, you can feel free to do that. I have a great email about what's going to happen to ASU uh, now that they actually bought that building, thanks to taxpayers. And yet they, you know, tuition is not being lowered to make it more affordable. Oh, boy. That and McCabe, so much happening. Don't go anywhere. Morning Ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, back in five. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Getting to work and realizing you know more than everyone else feels good. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 841. Ryan, you know you know the, the salesperson, that her name rhymes with Kim. She, yeah. She said, I, I sound kind of like her when I do that, right? Yeah, pretty get close. Get back there and go get, I don't have time to get the bees. With you go bat. get them. And a helmet. And a sweater. I yes. think he was wearing that. But she said, you know, she, I'm very similar to her voice in that aspect. Yeah, you are. Go get it. I think we're on in the hallways, too, so. I hear myself in the hallway. This is an HR-free zone, by the way. Yes. Where I am. Not where you are, but where I am. She's going to, you're such a jerk. <laughs> Rumor has it she can actually direct the bees with mind control to go attack. <laughs> I'm kidding, because I love. She's fantastic. She's great. As long as she's not your mother. Anyway, so there are three (laughs) things I think you need to know. Uh, Number one. I wonder why she won't talk to me anymore. Number one. uh, Andrew McCabe, I'll have more on this in a second. Fired. Number two guy happened Friday night late. Fired, fired, fired. It's a big deal. He won't get his pension now. I'm getting all these mixed reports. He will get it. He won't get it. He won't get it. Um, But then he is going to get it. But anyway, they fired him because they didn't want him to get it. And by the way, yeah, very tough to just stop working at the age of 50 and then get a pension the rest of your life. This is why we're $21 trillion in debt. One of the reasons. 
So anyway, he got fired. Trump didn't do it. It was recommended uh, by the uh, FBI Office of Personal Responsibility. They said it. You, you screwed up, bro. We'll get to that. Second, and the media wants to blame Trump. Second thing I think you need to know, uh, ASU, with the help of a $35 million bond provided by the city of Tempe, yay, Tempe taxpayers, and then who knows whatever they paid out of their own money. By the way, their money is like tax money, isn't it? They bought a building in Washington, D.C. to set up ASU uh, East uh, Eastern Operations, East Headquarter Operations. That's what they wanted. They bought a building two blocks from the White House in Washington, D.C. Uh, they should have taken all that money and whatever, not the bond, taken whatever money they have, and they created their own, their, their own LLC to ASU. They like buy real estate. They, they are supposed to just provide the cheapest education, the cheapest, uh, uh, yeah, the cheapest prices for education for people in Arizona. That's what their whole point is. Horrible. Third thing, I think you need to know, uh, and I will put this up on my Facebook page. Stay with me. AP reports that uh, officials wanted Florida school shooting suspect Nicholas Cruz forcibly committed in September of 2016. The school resource officer said, said Baker Act him. Yeah, school counselors, do it. Nobody knows why nothing happened. They knew this guy was a ticking time bomb for a long time. Three things I think you need to know. And again, I'll put that on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like and follow and have at it. Now, um, you want to know why this guy was can again? He lied. He literally lied. I could read to the statement. He lied under oath. This whole lack of candor. Uh, he was leaking stuff out like a sieve to the media. He claims, uh, the, the McCabe claims he got permission to do it. Not really. Let's play, um, let's play a couple sound bites. Let's play uh, Tom Fitton, number 16, please. Tom Fitton, number 16. Uh, Judicial Watches, Tom Fitton on Fox and Friends this weekend. Number 16, why McCabe was let go. Here we go. You have both the Inspector General's Office of the Justice Department and the Office of Professional Responsibility both suggesting that uh, Mr. McCabe uh, gave false statements to their investigators, which not only would be a firing offense, but a potentially a federal crime, which leads to the other issues. Will he be prosecuted for lying to investigators? the way that uh, General Flynn, who McCabe targeted, uh, was prosecuted for lying to FBI agents. Oh, yeah. It's pretty black and white, isn't it? And it wasn't Trump that said fire him. I mean, Trump wanted him fired. They weren't listening to Trump's on his call. It was other people at the FBI. Now, get this. Before we get to Jeff Flake's dumb, stupid, fake news response, McCabe put out a statement. As deputy director, I was one of only a few people who had the authority to do that, which means to give information, to share information with a reporter. He said that. He put in a statement. I was one of only a few people who had the authority to do that. It was not a secret. It took place over several days. And others, including the director, meaning James Comey, were aware of the interaction with the reporter. That's one of the reasons he was fired. Lying under oath, not lack of candor is what they call it and sharing information with the media when he wasn't supposed to. And he said James Comey knew about it. Now here's where it gets interesting. May of 2017, congressional hearing, talking to Senator Chuck Grassley. Chuck Grassley said, have you ever been an anonymous source in the news or a news report about matters relating to the Trump investigation or the Clinton investigation or whether you have ever authorized someone else at the FBI to be an anonymous source in news reports? About the Trump investigation or the Clinton investigation, James Comey replied, never and no. So James Comey said he never was a a source and he never authorized someone 
to be a source anonymously for the news. And McCabe said, oh, wait. It was no secret. I had authority to do this. The director was aware of the interaction I had with the reporter. Even more interesting. Because I'm thinking these two were tight, McCabe and Comey. I don't know, though. McCabe, apparently, according to Fox's Adam Housley, said, if I'm getting fired, I'm taking people down with me. Maybe that's it, because now all of a sudden, does James Comey lie under oath, testifying at this congressional hearing when he was asked, have you ever been a news source or authorized anybody else to be an anonymous source for the news? Nope, never. Did he lie? I don't know. You perjure yourself? It's kind of a big deal. You think Stephen Colbert is going to ask him when uh, he goes on Stephen Colbert's show? Well, he's going to go on George Stephanopoulos' show. Will he ask him? Maybe. Who knows? It'll be some kind of a backhanded way to get around it, right? All right. So that's cool. So we have that. Now, based on the information I just told you, Jeff Flake was asked to come on and just rip Trump. Don't be honest. Just rip Trump. He goes on Face the Nation. Number 15, please, Ryan. And uh, he was asked about the firing of McCabe, which happened Friday night. Listen to this. Well, when the president said it was a, a great day for democracy yesterday, I think it was a horrible day for democracy. Oh, I, no. To have uh, firings like this happening uh, at the top uh, from the president and the attorney general um, does not speak well for what's going on. So, Wait, what? That's a horrible day for democracy? This, FB, this number two guy at the FBI lied under oath, got caught. Also gave information to the media as a leaker that he was not allowed to do, not supposed to do. He gets fired. Trump has nothing to do with it. Flake says it's a horrible day for democracy. Flake did not say it was a horrible day for democracy. When Obama was caught spying on AP reporters and Fox News' James Rosen. When Benghazi happened, he sent out Susan Rice to lie about it. Not a horrible day for democracy when he gave Iran $150 billion of our money, which they passed on to terrorists. That's not a horrible day for democracy in the eyes of Jeff Wacko Flake. This guy is such a nut. Such a nut. By the way, in the interview, he also did not rule out running in 2020. Well, I really have no plans, but I'm not going to rule it out. Now it's all of a sudden not doing it to, I'm not ruling it out. God, I, this guy is so out of touch with reality. I hope he does run. Because Trump will literally eat him alive. Again, it's going to be like watching the Discovery Channel when you have that poor little, little baby giraffe getting chased by that big bad predator, the lion. And the lion destroys it, rips it apart limb by limb. That's what it's going to be. But in a more comedic way. Why? Because it'll be funny watching him destroy Jeff Flake. You know he... Hey, Snowflake, your turn. <laughs> I love it. It's it's just... It's good to me. One more coming up. Um, even a guy that was on MSNBC is like, nah, this, this actually is a legitimate reason to fire him. And you gotta hear, it's just... it's. But then he questions the timing, which I'm like, what are you, nuts? And apparently he's going to keep his pension. I'll explain coming up. Don't go anywhere. 850 KNSTAM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word bank to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. 
That's bank to 200-200. Oh, hello. Hi, it's Monday. It is your morning ritual, 908 KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. I am Garrett Lewis, and I thank you so much for hanging out. So much for being here. By the way, what a crowd we had at the Beer Club for Men. What a crowd. April 12th is the next Beer Club for Men. April 12th. Mark it down. April 12th. What a crowd we had. Uh, Such great people. And I hate using this word because it's so overused. People put uh, way too much importance on it. But let me just tell you, because people have preconceived notions. Let me just tell you what a diverse crowd we had. And that's just because there are stupid people out there that, well, like Hillary. Trump supporters. Nothing but a bunch of people that don't want black people to have rights. Women have jobs. Excuse me. Let me tell you, I can tell you, at the Beer Club for Men, we believe in women having jobs. And those jobs, of course, are bringing enough beers. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly what they need to do. Right? <clears throat> I say that in the uh, comfort and uh, secure uh, location of this studio that is guarded by lots of stuff. Locked doors? Yeah, that too. <laughs> that too. Anyway, uh, it's just a great time. And there are three things I think you need to know. Number one, Andrew McCabe canned. Fired. Number two, got the FBI. Fired Friday night because Sunday he would have got his full pension. And by the way, he's going to be 50. Imagine being 50. You retire and you don't have to work another day in your life. You feel bad for this kid? Go get a job. Do something else. Anyway, uh, the media is trying to brainwash people into thinking Trump fired him. He had nothing to do with it. Even an Andrea Mitchell on MSNBC clamoring for members of Congress to hire him for a couple more days so he gets his pension. He's Apparently he's going to get it. It's confusing, but whatever. The good thing is he got canned. We're like sick and tired of people doing bad things, breaking the law and getting away with it, right? That was the point. And these dopes in D.C. just don't get well more than a second. Second thing I think you need to know, ASU not following the Constitution here in Arizona, ASU, U of A, NAU, they're supposed to offer... A college education at the cheapest possible price, as free as possible. That's what it says. But they're not lowering tuition. U of A is upping it by 2% for all incoming students. ASU, it's a freeze, but they're adding fees. But ASU is spending millions of dollars, $35 million bond from the Tempe Tempe taxpayers, plus whatever they had to pay in their own little realty company they have, uh, to buy a building two blocks from the White House in Washington, D.C. to set up ASU's East Coast operations. Why? Third thing, I think you need to know. By the way, I had Mark Fincham, state rep Mark Fincham, on about that. We'll put that interview up. When do you want it? When will it be up, Brian? By 10.30. Okay, it'll be up at KNST.com on my page by 10.30 this morning. Pretty sweet. Third thing, I think you need to know, and this is another one. I will stick it on my page. I'm doing a live radio show. Um, The school resource officer, Scott Peterson, that did not want to go into the building where the shooting was happening, was one of three people. Two others were school uh, social workers, basically school counselors, they all said, yeah, this Nicholas Cruz needs to be forcibly committed back in September of 2016. And nothing ever happened. And according to this AP story, they don't know why. It's not clear from the documents who the recommendation was forwarded to or why it was not followed up. Sick. But gun control, that's what it comes down to. Gun control. Three things I think you need to know. Now, I don't want to. 
I don't want to make your mind go numb. But uh, Forbes writer Elizabeth Bauer says, Andrew McCabe um, is not going to lose his pension. She writes, by the time readers see this, what what he lost out on was, as CNN much more calmly recounts, the ability to take his benefits at age 50 instead of between the ages of 57 and 62. He lost his eligibility to be to a special top-up in benefit formula. So basically, he lost the ability to take his pension at age 50. He's got to wait till what, 57 now, 62, whatever it might be. So he's got to wait a little bit longer. But still, that means he has to go on for a number of years getting a job instead of just living off the pension, right? We don't get those perks in the private sector, right? If you want to cash in your 401k, you're going to pay a big-time penalty if you do it before you're 59 and a half. He could do it at age 50? Well, now he loses that. That's what he lost. That's it. So we have that, which is nice. Um, now, there are some other stories that I have for you because I do a lot of show prep. And uh, I, I mentioned a couple hours ago, in Chicago, south side of Chicago, teens walked out on Wednesday. They were supposed to uh, honor the 17 victims of the shootings in Florida. Instead, the teens from a school in Chicago went to a local Walmart right near the school and trashed it. Ripped things off the shelves, all kinds of stuff like that. That's, that's what they did. Isn't that nice? So you have that. Uh, Arkansas students. You ever think you'd like Arkansas? Saw this story. Arkansas students were punished with paddles for walking out. You got you got to love this. You got to love it. Three students at an Arkansas high school, this is from thehill.com, were reportedly punished with paddles this week after leaving school to participate in the national walkout to protest gun violence. Multiple reports have uh, out of uh, Greenbrier, Arkansas, have high school students given the choice in school suspension or corporal punishment, which is paddling. Wouldn't you rather just get a couple of whacks on the butt? That's why, instead of in-school suspension, a parent of one of the students tweeted about the student's choice, adding in a follow-up tweet that the students were swatted two times on the bum with a wooden paddle. Right? Um, somebody named Jerusalem Greer tweeted, My kid and two other students walked out of their rural, very conservative public school for 17 minutes today. They were given two punishment options. They chose corporal punishment. This generation is not playing around. Hashtag walkouts. The district superintendent, Scott Spainauer, confirmed to the local NBC station there that three students did participate in the walkout. He said the students were punished for breaking rules in the school handbook and not for protesting. He declined to say how they were punished. Paddling is allowed at the school, but it requires parental approval. Wiley Greer, one of the students punished after walking out, told the Daily Beast in a statement, most students at the school were opposed to the idea of the protest. How about that? Most were opposed. Greer said that after walking out, he and other students were told they could either suffer two swats from a paddle or two days of in-school suspension. All three of us chose the paddling with the support of our parents, Greer said. Support of the... This is good. Listen, if my kid broke the rules like that, I mean, nobody really wants their kid to get paddled, do they? Do they? Yes. Is that bad? No, man. I mean, 
I'm trying to think, would my wife be upset? She'd probably be upset. Oh, she yeah. gets a little soft. You know, the connection between the mom and the son. Well, I'll tell you what. If am, it was, I, am I if a it jerk me, for wanting parents, it? No, no, not at all. But if it was me and my parents, my parents would be mad about it because they weren't able to do it themselves. Or watch it. Take some pictures. Yeah. Live stream it. Make a video. Now, if my kid was paddled for no reason or a wrong reason or a dumb reason, then, you know, it's on. Is this in front of the class or is it in private? I'm sure it's in private. It should be in front of the class. Um, Greer said, I believe that corporal punishment has no place in schools, even if it wasn't painful to me. The idea that violence should be used against someone who is protesting violence as a means to discipline them is appalling. I hope it's changed here and across the country. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, paddling is permitted and uh, corporal punishment is per- in schools is permitted in 22 states, including Arkansas. Watch. I want to ban that next. Right. Um, by the way, I apologize for sniffling. I'm still trying to recover. Ryan's yelling at me. You sound like garbage, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like the sniffling. And he's like, no, no, just the stuff that you're saying. I'm like, okay, thanks. So, uh, I'm kidding. However. Okay. So I, look at this again. All right. You have this superintendent saying, oh yeah, they're punished. They broke the rules. That is a district superintendent, Scott Spanauer. And then you have the Pima County superintendent of schools, Dustin Williams, high-fiving the students. We talked about it on Thursday, high-fiving the students as they left to go protest. So he'll be on the show tomorrow morning at 940 to talk about this. You don't want to miss it. Now, I did uh, send an invitation also to the TUSD, the Tucson superintendent of schools, Gabriel Trujillo. I have not heard back. Uh, I get emails, his media person, whoever it is at TUSD, it's a nice lady, I'm assuming. Um, She sends out a thing that he will meet with the media Tuesday mornings, blah, blah, blah. Well, I can't go Tuesday morning. I'm on the air. So would you like to talk about the fact, uh, you know, comment on the protest? I've not heard back. I've not heard back. Uh, I'll give it to the the guy, um, uh, Dustin Williams. He's going to come on the show, which is kind of cool, right? Uh, by the way, I got a message on Facebook from Rachel Sedgwick that uh, she sent me, and this is awesome, uh, she posted on my timeline an hour ago, apparently she writes a blog, a newsletter, a newsletter, and it goes on uh, her page, I thought your audience might be interested in reading my newsletter this month, and then she took an excerpt of it and put it on there. And then she writes, enjoy, I hope to join you in studio again to continue the discussion with a smiley face. Okay, I'll give it to her. And and just so you know, she pasted on my page on March 6th, the board, TUSD board, voted unanimously to approve four items out of six. Okay, and I'll, I'll be fair. I'll, I'm not just going to go to the part that I find to be the most entertaining. We received a presentation on TUSD's crisis and emergency response readiness systems. Okay. And by the way, if you missed the interview, go back to my page at knst.com or go to my iHeart channel, iHeartRadio.com, search Garrett Lewis. You can do the same thing on the iHeartRadio app and look for the Rachel Sedgwick interview. And it was epic. She talked about how she would stop students with guns and things like that and why guns in classrooms are bad. Wow. Okay. Anyway. So, uh, according to the Arizona Department of Education guidelines, she wrote, and best practices, school safety created new emergency plans 2015-2016. Okay. They include strategic placement of armed officials, organized support to schools during drills and emergencies, an emergency response trailer paid for by an Arizona Department of Education grant. All schools are updated 
uh, with emergency plans, the reunification sites, and okay, all this stuff, right? Each school has one designated entry place with access to control systems that vary by site and sophistication. They continue to work on ensuring each site is protected, right? Most sophisticated, blah, blah, blah. So then she writes, or just down here, the board discussed TUSD's policy on weapons in school. We reiterated that students are not permitted to bring weapons on campus. State law provides that students who threaten to bring or bring a gun on campus will be expelled unless the board makes an exception. Do bad people follow rules and laws? I'm glad you have these laws, then everything should be okay. There was, a over the weekend, an armed robbery of a Mexican restaurant. It's Swan and Sunrise, I believe. Sunrise and Swan. Armed robbery. So you have multiple violations of the law. It's illegal to rob someone, and it's illegal to hold a firearm and threaten someone and rob them. But at least it's written down on a piece, piece of paper somewhere that you can't do it. Yet it was still done. That's my point. All right, one student, this is great. One student literally, literally said, I'm not going to protest the walkout. Guess what happened to that student? Coming up in about four minutes. It is your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. That's hilarious. Uh, Hi, 926. Thank you for hanging out. You got any plans for Easter? You can celebrate Easter. Easter Sunday at Old Tucson. Buy one, get one free admission. They have a lot of great stuff there. You have the Old Tucson Signature Stunts. You have kitty rides and a petting zoo. You can win a four-pack of tickets to do this if you'd like. Just go to KNST.com and try to win. Good luck. Sunny high about 70 today. Uh, it'll warm up throughout the week, 80, uh, 79 tomorrow, 84 Wednesday, 88 Thursday, then back to the upper 70s for the next week. That's what they say. It can always change. Um, this is, uh, they're, they're, listen, there are just some unbelievable stories uh, as to um, who went, who didn't go to these these protests. They're, they're all trickling out now. They're all trickling out. Um, imagine saying, no, I don't want to go take part of the protest, right? I just, I just don't want to do it. And imagine you get in trouble for not doing it. Seriously. Um, one student claims he was, uh, they claim that he was, he claims he was suspended because he didn't want to take part in this. The school says, no, that's not true. Right? So let, let's hear what they had to say. As a matter of fact, throw them up there if you don't mind, Ryan. Here we go. This is from Columbus, Ohio. The district says uh, the student was suspended. Uh, Post says he was suspended for not participating in the walkout day. The school says it's fake. He says it's not. Let's hear. Shoemaker says he was given two choices, go outside for the walkout or stay in the commons. They've made it in such a way to where if you went outside, you were for the protest which was gun control and gun violence. And if you didn't go and sat in the commons, you were 
pro-gun violence. Instead, wow. saying he stayed in his classroom and says he was suspended only for that. I wouldn't say that I was suspended for not participating, but I was suspended for having something of a small protest of my own. Here's what the district says oh. about that letter's allegations posted on the internet about the suspension, which they say was taken out of context. Oh. The accusations are what make it false. This student or any student was not um, suspended due to walking out or not walking out. It's the allegations that the school district suspended somebody because they chose not to participate that makes this 100% false. This suspension mm -hmm. letter on social media has taken a life and an agenda all its own. It felt like a no-win situation for me to where I would be judged by my peers or stand up for something I don't believe in. Jake says his friend posted the letter which went viral overnight. Tens of thousands of people shared it and many readers inundated the Hilliard schools oh, along I with bet. the shoemakers phones. My voicemail is filled with comments and calls, some pretty nasty to be honest with you, vulgar language. The shoemakers say their phone calls were even more threatening. Some of the phone calls I got, people thought I was a principal. I've even had like a couple death threats. Great. You throw me down over there. Jake Shoemaker, the student, told NBC4 there in Columbus he didn't want to go to the walkout. He didn't want to go to the area where the non-participants were. He said, quote, I told them I would have to be dragged out of my seat. He explained his reasoning for not participating, what really happened for him to receive the suspension. Again, he said, I just, I, imagine he just wanted, maybe, maybe he just wanted to be at school. Why, why can't he just sit there and actually just get an education? Why not, right? So there was a, there is a, uh, uh, a, a school rule that says you cannot be in a classroom unattended. By well, what's, what's the what, teacher what, being paid yeah, to do? What, did the teacher have to go out? Do they feel like they had to go out to the... I mean, you have, you have certain teachers or, or administration out there watching the kids that want to protest. That's why this is a whole big yeah, mess. What, what, a, what a joke this is. Well, you don't right? allow protesting in schools. Thank you. Thank you. It's a school. You go there to learn. That's it. You protest in college. And get this. NewJersey.com, NJ.com. New Jersey High School in hot water... Allegedly suspended two students over a gun photo taken during a family visit to a shooting range. You know those uh, photos of guns kill people. Now again, so he was suspended. More happened to these people taking a, a, and I'll tell you about the photo in just a second, but more happened to these students um, than Nicholas Cruz. Right? So you have this. Uh, Amanda Buron a Lacey, New Jersey, Lacey Township resident and family friend of one of the suspended students said one of the photos shared on Snapchat featured four rifles, ammunition clips, and a gun duffel with the caption, Fun Day at the Range. Is that bad? You can't enjoy shooting now? This woman, Amanda Burren, said the two students received a five-day in-school suspension after the picture drew the attention of Lacey Township high school officials. They said it violated the school's policy on weapons possession. What? You can't possess it on your social media? I mean, what, what, what is going I don't get it. The school district shortly faced community backlash for the alleged suspension. Many people calling uh, to, to appear at the next school board meeting. The school denied, though, the students were suspended over the picture. The superintendent's and information posted on its social media is incorrect. They declined to provide any additional details or point out what exactly was false. Whoops. So a New Jersey gun advocacy group heard about this, sent the school district a cease and desist letter, threatened a lawsuit if it doesn't overturn the suspension of the students and change the policies regarding the Second Amendment. 
The Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs send, said in a letter, school policies allowing students uh, uh, that allow suspending students for up to a year if they are, quote, reported to be in possession of a weapon of any type for any reason or purpose on or off school grounds. They said that's, that's ridiculous. What if your parents take you shooting at the range? I got plenty of pictures of my kids doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm telling Well, good thing you don't live in New Jersey. So uh, the school demands an apology um, to the two teens, everything. One of the guys with the, with the gun organization said schools do not have the authority to chill the rights of their students off of school grounds. A bla- this blatant infringement of constitutional rights will not be tolerated. So you have this. Um, anyway, well, that's all we know for now. The school won't say how it was being taken out of context, but apparently it was, and you go from there. There could be a lawsuit. Uh, but you know what? I have an update for you. This actually just happened this morning, just a few minutes ago. Um, New Jersey district facing backlash over gun photo suspensions changes policy. Oh, boy. How about that one? Uh, though the district denied discipline to students after one posted a photo of firearms at the range, a family friend said, you know, they received five school sus- uh, five day in school suspension. One of the boys also said in a Facebook post, he and his friend were punished. So you have that. Before tweaking the language in the high school student handbook, the policies on any student, like I told you earlier, it now omits any mention of possessing a weapon off school grounds. Doesn't mention a specific suspension length and includes a note on buses. So they changed that a little bit. But I don't see anything about the suspensions or not. This is what's strange about this, too. The superintendent said the information on social media is incorrect. It's a private matter involving students that cannot be discussed. So that's all we know. But they changed. They backed down. That's good. At least they. At least that happened, right? At least they backed down. Um, you can comment if you'd like. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Doug Ducey's thinking about doing some stuff. I have to tell you what one wacky, wacky, wacky Democratic lawmaker in Tempe, I believe, said about police in schools with guns. We'll get to that, and I have so much more. Don't go anywhere. Here's the latest right now from Fox. 943, thank you for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know. Andrew McCabe fired, gone. Happened Friday night. Big deal. Media trying to lie about why he was fired. Did we play the Jeff Flake? We played the Jeff Flake or no? We didn't play the Jeff Flake. This hour? You've yeah. played it just about every hour. No. Did I? Swear. I? Oh, yeah. Last hour, too? Yeah. How we had no idea. I don't know if we played that. We'll get that going. Anyway, uh, it, Trump didn't make the decision. A specific organization inside the FBI made the decision. Right? That's, that's how bad it was. We'll get more on that in just a second. Second thing that I think you need to know. Don't do that. Uh, second thing I think you need to know um, is, and, and this this is really important, ASU, why are they spending over $35 million to buy a building two blocks of the White House in D.C. to set up the ASU uh, East headquarters? Why, why are they doing that? East campus headquarters. Why are they doing that? They're supposed to take uh, whatever extra money they have and probably lower the price of tuition. Am I right or am I right? Lower the price of tuition because the Constitution says offer college education as free as possible. This is just crazy. Uh, U of A, by the way, announcing 2% increase on uh, tuition for incoming students. 
great. Third thing I think you need to know, and this story's going up my Facebook page, uh, at least three officials, two school counselors and the school resource officer that Scott Peterson recommended in September 2016 that the shooter down there in Florida be forcibly committed. September 2016, they said this. Nobody did it. Nobody knows why nobody acted upon it. Nobody knows who it was forwarded to the report. Nobody. It just got lost. 17 people dead. Three things I think you need to know. So again, we talked about the uh, the whole idea. Let's play the Jeff Flake thing. Oh, no, we did, didn't we? The horrible day for democracy. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just. Don't make excuses. I'm very excited we... about Jeff Flake being dumb. Okay. Well, but let's share true. it then. Let's share it. Okay, fine. Go ahead. Well, when the president said it was a, a great day for democracy yesterday, I think it was a horrible day for democracy. I, to have uh, firings like this happening uh, at the top yes. uh, from the president and the attorney general um, does not speak well for no. what's going on. Does so, not. Even though he was fired by a group. I don't understand. Even Judge Napolitano said it was vindictive. Vindictive in what way? You know what? He doesn't deserve the damn pension. Give me a break. You know how hard it must be to get fired when you're a federal employee? Oh, you know what I mean, What you yeah. must do to get fired? In management. Yes, on top. Thank you. It's crazy. All right, go back to the story. Upper uh, management. Yeah, yeah, the number two guy. Number two. Who does number two work for? Deep State. Uh, <laughs> Howard Fisher, uh, Fisher, Capital Media Services. Uh, Ducey says he won't go as far as Florida on gun control. Interesting things in this story. Ducey said... There are things already off the table that Florida did not doing it here. We're not doing a three-day waiting period before someone can leave a gun dealer with a firearm. Why should someone that has done nothing wrong but wants to protect themselves have to wait three days? That's just stupid, right? Raising the age to buy any kind of firearm to 21, stupid. You know, we're not dicks. We're Arizona. We're not dicks sporting goods. We're not Florida. We're Arizona. Stupid. Uh, he doesn't want to ban bump stocks, which can effectively convert a legal semi-automatic rifle to a machine gun, because what does that have to do with the shooting in, in Florida? Nothing. Nothing, nothing. Now, what the governor wants to do, it I don't even I don't even know. He wants to, he basically said he wants to make it easier to take guns away from people that uh, that shouldn't have them that are dangerous. It's a tough thing. Right? What do you do? What's dangerous, what's not dangerous? So we have that. What's dangerous, what's not dangerous? Um, he wants more money for school resource officers. He does not want teachers armed. Okay. Uh, Representative Isela Blanc, Democrat Tempe, said students are asking for more school counselors and social workers who can work with youths in crisis. Quote, the students do not want to see more guns on school campuses, she said, even in the hands of police officers. Excuse me. What, 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 what? This woman, this this lady's a bit out there, Democrat from Tempe. Students want more school counselors and social workers that can work with youths in crisis, and they don't want to see more guns on campuses, even if that means in the hands of police officers. You're right. So, I mean, wow. I know my son's only five. Loves police officers. Has no fear to go up to. He's five. That's what. Give me a break. I remember we were gassing up our, our car. This is probably going back a year, year and a half. There are police officers in, the, in this particular parking lot. Just outreach. I said, you want to go see the police officers? Yes, I do. Walks right up. Gives them five. Got some stickers. Hey, they have stickers? Oh, God, it's, it's really, yes. It's really disgusting that this, uh, this Isela Blanc, Democratic State Rep from Tempe, 
would actually use students in the excuse. Students don't even want to see cops with firearms. That's just crazy right there. And blah, blah, blah. Excuse me. Excuse me. Give me a break. Um, so we have that. All right, moving on. Uh, this, this is one of the craziest things. Washington, D.C. <clears throat> you know, stupid is as stupid does. And apparently people in D.C., you know, you have elected officials, just like that Isela, and you have Raul Grijalva. People that elect these people, they pretty much, they pretty much prove people in those areas are dumb. I mean, if, you're, if you vote for Raul Grijalva, if you vote that Isela Blanc, you're dumb. You're stupid, right? Um, now this is one, Washington, D.C., there is a Washington, D.C. council member, right? City council member, Trayon White, yet he's black. So I feel offended. My culture is being appropriated. Anyway, he's apologized. I don't understand where this would come from. I just don't get it. But apparently, he was blaming global warming and climate change on Jewish bankers. This is a Washington, D.C. council member. Do you hear about this? I mean, the guy's nuts to begin with. In an Instagram post, this Democrat, Trayon White, apologized to the Jewish community. And I love this. And anyone I have offended. I love that. Because he wrote, man, it just started snowing out of nowhere this morning, man. Don't you love that when you start the sentence with man and you end it with man? Man, it just started snowing out of nowhere this morning, man. Washington, D.C. Councilman. Y'all better pay attention to this climate control, man. This climate manipulation. Wait, wait, what? And that's a model based off the Rothschilds controlling the climate to create natural disasters they can pay for to own the cities, man. Be careful. And the Rothschilds are a European family. They, at one point, had the largest private fortune in the world. Their banking businesses gave financing for government projects like the Suez Canal. And uh, apparently they, because of this, Made them the subject of conspiracy theories. A lot of, a lot of them are anti-Semitic. Yes, this guy apparently claimed that yes, that somehow these Jews that were big bankers had a lot of money are somehow making it snow, making natural disasters happen. Be careful, man. And this guy's on the Washington D.C. City Council. You He's think they making, make it rain? Oh well, that well, yes, ah! yes. You'd think that this, I mean, this guy makes Marion Barry look sober. I love this. I did not intend to be anti-Semitic, and he spelled it incorrectly. I did not intend to be anti-Semitic, and I see I should not have said that after learning from my colleagues. He said he was working to understand the history of the comment made against Jews. He was elected to the D.C. City Council in 2016, representing Ward 8. Yes, this seat once held by Marion Barry. All those people are crazy. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Isn't that great? You know what a great story? Freaking morons everywhere, I tell you. Uh, 9.52. We'll continue in about uh, four. Don't forget, tomorrow morning, 9.40, Superintendent of Pima County Schools, Dustin Williams, will be on the show because I have lots of questions, including why were you high-fiving? And applauding and being so excited for kids to walk out of school for the anti-gun protest. You really think kids should leave school? I'm giving that one out. It'll be interesting. Tomorrow morning, 940 here on KNST. Video station.
The heads of Facebook, Google, and Twitter could end up on the Capitol Hill grill. On Lisa Brady, Fox News. This because of an outside company accused of misusing data from social media users. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal has more live. Lisa, two senators, a Democrat and Republican, are demanding the Facebook CEO and others appear before the Judiciary Committee. They want Mark Zuckerberg to answer some questions. How did so many Facebook users' information end up in the hands of a company called Cambridge Analytica, which then used that information for political purposes? And how did they get the data? The company replicated the work of psychologists and created those personality quizzes many of us have taken. Facebook says they suspended Cambridge Analytica from the platform and stressed this was no data breach. People willingly provided their information. Cambridge Analytica says it did nothing wrong, Lisa. In the meantime, Jessica, Facebook shares plunging more than 7%, helping to lead a tech-driven sell-off on Wall Street. Right now, the Dow is down 365 points. Late word that Uber is pausing its testing of self-driving cars after a fatal crash. Bloomberg reporting that the company has issued a statement. No other details yet. They've been testing in San Francisco, Phoenix, Pittsburgh, and Toronto. Investigators in Austin, Texas, think all four of the recent package bombs are connected. The FBI treating it as a serial bomber. There's a $100,000 reward out right now for anyone that can give us information that can lead us to stop the bombings. Special agent in charge, Christopher Coombs, two people have been killed, several injured. The latest device, more sophisticated, triggered by a tripwire. Police urging the public again not to handle any packages they're not expecting. Claire's, the mall chain that's pierced the ears of millions of teens, is filing for bankruptcy protection. The company says its stores will remain open, though, as it restructures its debt. Fox News, fair and balanced.